want you to look out at that audience and I want you to think to yourself, I am a voice in this world and damn it, I deserve to be heard. Now I want you to stand up and I want you to say I'm it. A voice We're going to say world. it together. <laughs> I'm a voice in this world and I deserve to be heard. Welcome to They Say with D. Lachey, where everyone has a voice in this world and deserves to be heard. This podcast is a no-judgment zone designed to give a place to discuss any and everything, from the male-female relationship dynamics, family and friendships, to self-care and overall growth and development. So buckle up, make yourself comfortable, and enjoy the ride. And now, They Say with G. Lachey. Hey, 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 it's your girl, D. Lachey, thanking you for joining us for another episode of They Say the Podcast with D. Lachey, right? So... Um, What I want to get into today is I feel like it's always a hot topic, which is dating in 2022 after a divorce and or a breakup. There are a lot of us, especially those of us that are over 40, um, I've moved into the next group of individuals because I just turned 50 as I told y'all in my first episode the introduction I don't feel like a 50 year old I don't know really what a 50 year old is supposed to feel like I'm just living life trying to the best that I can do be the best me that I can be and so that's that I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing at 50 because I don't live by I try not to rather live by the mentalities of you're supposed to. I don't like that. Um, But nonetheless, a lot of us that are at certain points in life have things that we've overcome and that we've dealt with. Um, Different breakups, especially breakups from long-term relationships. You know, you may have had a fiance for a long time a boyfriend girlfriend for a long time you may have been married um have children whatever the case may be um and then those things end and when those things end there are a lot of things that you have to deal with the aftermath so to speak pertaining to those breakups especially you know, when they're long-term, you know, if you just went with somebody for six months, a year, you may not really have anything too much to deal with. You were able to bounce back kind of quickly from situations like that. But when you've been in a, a marriage for, you know, years, I think with marriage, even if you were only married, honestly, I feel like for a couple years, when it's marriage is a whole lot different than a breakup 
because, or it should be rather, because when you marry, you should be marrying with the mentality to do death do us part. You should be marrying with the mentality that this is forever. You shouldn't be marrying with the mentality that I'm going to be here for a little while or until the next best thing comes along or until this person gets on my nerves. It's supposed to be to death do us part. That's what marriage is supposed to be like. So sometimes the aftermath from marriage is more difficult than the aftermath of a breakup because you really hadn't got to, even though you may be um, used to that person and you may have created bonds, you know, you have been together for a long time, but when you stand before God and your family and friends and you vow to be together until death do you part, it's a little different than just this just my boo it's just my boyfriend it's just my girlfriend we've been together for forever it's just different so it plays a different mental game on you i don't even necessarily know if i want to classify it as a mental game there's just different struggles mentally that you have to overcome when you're divorcing as opposed to just a breakup so with either though there should be a level of healing that takes place healing is different for everybody you can't say what another person needs to do to heal because you're not that person you don't know what that person has gone through you don't know how that person has healed you don't know you know the person could have been truthfully accepting of the fact that that marriage or relationship ended well before it officially ended and so in doing so sometimes your healing is happening before the situation is is technically over because of the fact that you have already accepted mentally you just haven't gone through with the literal steps yet so healing definitely looks different for everybody nobody can say hey this is how I healed this is what you need to do I see people all the time saying you know a person needs to spend x y and z time alone for every year that they were in a relationship I saw something some sort of chart or something that, that I saw um, some time ago and I thought that was interesting you can't tell another person how much time as in oh if you were married for 10 years you need to now spend 10 months by yourself, you know, to get past that or to heal or whatever the case may be. That's stupid. You know, you can't, you can't say how long it takes for another person to process and do whatever they need to do to be ready to move on. Now, do I think you should be moving on in 10 days after a divorce or breakup? Absolutely not. Um, but let me also come back a little bit to clarify my thoughts on that because generally when you are divorcing or even breaking up, honestly, you most of the time have mentally and emotionally left that situation well before it's pronounced. If you are in a relationship with someone 
and there's no legalities to it. You're not married or anything like that. You just are in a relationship. You are experiencing certain things along the way that have an effect on you. And then whatever happened to cause the relationships, relationship to officially end becomes like that straw that broke the camel's back or another term that I like to use often is you put the ice cube in the full glass of water. So when you put the ice, glue, ice cube in the full glass of water, what happens? It overflows over the sides of the glass because the, the glass is already full. So most of the time, you have these different situations that are going on. And as these situations are happening, you are mentally and emotionally pulling back from that situation. You know, you're still technically in it, but emotionally and mentally, you're pulling back from it. So whenever that last thing happens that breaks the camel's back, that is the ice cube in the full glass of water, you know, whenever that thing happens and you say no more, for the most part, you've already reached a certain level of disconnect. You now just have to implement everything. So I still don't think that you should be so quick to move on with somebody else, you know, within days. But I don't think that you have to necessarily start from that official date. The same with divorce. Most of the time, if you're divorcing someone, you, you know, perhaps been going through a bad time for quite a while you know in some instances you go into the marriage and you know you shouldn't have been marrying this person whatever the situation is you generally have come to grips with the fact that I can't do this anymore or we both have come to the grips of we can't do this anymore and so with that being the case you're already mentally and emotionally disconnecting from that reality a lot of times most times I don't know anybody who's stayed living with a person until they've been officially pronounced divorced most times you separate you go your separate ways one person may leave the marital home or in some cases both may leave the marital home and start over and so when you leave the marital home and you are putting that chapter of your life behind you, you should be already at that particular point starting to heal. So if it takes six months, if it takes a year, right now in the world that we live in with different delays placed on um, court hearings and different stuff like that, however long it takes you to officially become divorced, you should be in the processing state of mind along the way so that at whatever point things are officially finalized that's just the technicality of it you're divorced you've, you've been divorced this is just the technicality part of it this is just the situation that makes it now official for some people and I'll even speak on that for myself my ex-husband and I were separated for probably I'd say almost almost a year and a half before we officially were pronounced divorced in that year and a half 
a lot of stuff was going on, you know, in our individual lives. We weren't living a life as though we were still married to each other. And some may frown upon that. Some may say, um, you know, well, you were still married, so you shouldn't have been dating or you shouldn't have been doing this or you shouldn't have been doing that. And in reality, I knew that I didn't want to be married a long time before I left the marriage, let alone the time it took between separating and the divorce being officially pronounced. I know that I had some sort of feeling about that because again, when I divorced, or when I married rather, I went into marriage with the mentality that this is, you know, for life, even though I knew I didn't want to be married to this person. I knew when we were on our way to get married, I didn't want to be doing this. I just, you know, prayed that it would work itself out. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> but um, I knew before it was officially pronounced. However, my mindset going into it was that I pray that we can work this out. I pray that it will be forever. Maybe the things that I'm feeling before getting married were just nerves or whatever the case may be. But I thought that, or I felt, not that I thought, I, I didn't think that it would be forever. I hoped and prayed that it would be forever. And that's another thing right there. If you are in a situation with somebody and you know that it's a bad situation, why do we hope and pray that things can turn around as opposed to looking at the situation for what the situation is? Now that's something to come back to. Let's put a tack in or a thumbtack, whatever the phrase is in that and come back to it. But for the most part, when it comes to healing, you're typically doing it before the official pronunciation of the divorce happens. You know, you typically are already moved on. You typically have your own place, you know, your own home away from wherever you were when, when you were married. The other person may have a different place sometimes. Some people, you know, one person stays at the, the old home, you know, other times both people leave and, you know, get their separate new identities uh, going. But nonetheless, you generally have began to process and move on a lot sooner than when it's officially pronounced. So regardless of whatever it is that you choose to do in your life, that time that you've made it in your made up in your mind that this is over um moving on with life you should be in a healing place at that particular time there should be self-reflection going on you know what part did you play in the breakup you know what did you do or not do a lot of times i hear people say i just settled you know, I settled for X, Y, and Z. I knew I shouldn't have been with him. I knew I shouldn't have been with her. So I settled for that. Um, and then we just leave it at that. I just settled. So because I settled, that was the reason for the breakup. But if you go deeper than that, and you should be going deeper than that, 
why did you settle? What was it about you? What was lacking in you that made you feel like you had to settle? You can't just leave it at, oh, I should have never been with this person. So, you know, that's the reason that this didn't work out. That's the reason that I walked away. What was it about you that made you settle? What was it about you that made you think that settling was the way to go? What did you lack? And if we look at it and we're honest with ourselves, a lot of times what it is that we accept and we deal with, it always comes back to us. It always is based on something that we are looking for, something a lot of times that we're lacking, um, some sort of imperfection within us that allows us to settle for things. Because if you are totally on top of stuff, why are you settling? If you know your self-worth, if you know what you want, if you know that you deserve better, why would you accept less? It's something in you that puts you in a frame of mind that allows you to settle. So that should be a part of your healing process when you are breaking up. It should never be, you know, oh, he was just that or oh, she was just that or, you know, she cheated or he cheated. Because in reality, and I know some people don't like to look at this and accept this, but even if a person cheats, I hate cheating I'll just say that I hate cheating and I think that when you cheat it is so totally just damaging not only to the person you're with but it's damaging to yourself but I will say when you cheat or when a person cheats you don't have to ever look at it and take responsibility because that person ultimately made the choice to cheat but I think you still need to look at what the cause and effects were because there's always a cause and effect with everything. If this happened, there was something that led up to a person being in that place for this to happen. You don't just, you know, say, okay, boom, I'm going to go out here and cheat. I mean, unless you just a low down dirty hoe, you know, unless you just just want to have something new all the time, you know, but for the most part, that's not how people operate. If you get into a committed situation, you're trying to be committed. So most of the time when cheating occurs is because something or some things have led up to you being in a place where you fall into this. And again, ultimately, the person that's cheating, they have the choice. They make the choice to proceed with whatever it is that they're being tempted with. You know, if you are, let's say, a man and your wife, um, you know, is not having sex with you on a regular. She's so consumed and engulfed in, you know, her work life, her children, you know, life with your guys' children or whatever the case may be. She's not emotionally there for you any longer. So now you are starting to have needs that are not met. You're starting to, you know, feel lonely. You're starting to be deprived of something that you want and, and feel like you need 
um, just various things that start to happen over a period of time. If you decide to go out here and hook up with somebody else, that's your choice. You made the choice to do that as opposed to going to your spouse and saying, hey, look, this is what I need. This is what's going on. This is, you know, what I, I see happening. This is what I need from you. This is what I need to change. This is how I'm feeling. And once you communicate that, that other person has the opportunity to do what's necessary to change things so that you guys can get to a certain good place or they cannot. And if they are not changing something, I always just feel like, why not just leave the relationship why are you trying to hold on to the relationship and then go out here and get something else that's not fair just in the relationship because cheating in my opinion makes it a whole lot worse it just does makes it a whole lot worse because when you're cheating I feel like the person who's being cheated on even though they may have contributed to the demise of the relationship prior to cheating taking place. Once you cheat, they're not gonna look at what they, most times are not gonna look at what they did to contribute to that. They're just going to write it off as this person cheated. So there always needs to be some sort of self-reflection that's happening because at the end of the day, what you don't identify and repair in you all it's going to do is carry over into the next relationship. And a lot of times I feel like we don't do that in relationships. We just, we stay on the surface. You know, I settled. That's the surface. I should have never got married to that person. I should have never was with that. I should have never been with that person because I knew from the get go that it wasn't good. That's the surface. Always need to analyze yourself because if you don't, Oftentimes, you're just going to keep repeating the same thing. You know, another point, you have to be honest about where you are and what it is that you want when you're dating. Don't be afraid to be honest about where it is that you are and what it is that you want. There's a running joke right now. Um, I see it off and on that women that are in their, their I think it was past 30 or at the past 35 or something like that, where um, they go on the, the first date with a wedding dress on, or you know when you meet them, they have the wedding dress on and their mentality is they don't have time to waste because um, this is what I'm trying to do. And it was funny when I probably first seen it. It's really not funny anymore because no real grown woman is operating in that capacity. If she's operating in that capacity, she's, maybe biologically grown you know she may be 40 she may be 50 you know biologically she's grown but mentally she's not in a place yet where she realizes that it takes a little bit of time to get to that place you can't just out the blue you know as soon as you get with somebody you can't even go into an involvement with the mentality of this is who I'm going to marry because getting to that place, I feel like takes a lot. It takes a lot to get to that place. 
Now, if you hook up with someone who you all are like-minded and from the get-go, you know, you see this person is committed to, they're mentally committed. That's always a great thing. And then you start to, to formulate a bond with each other. That's a great thing. But sometimes relationships and what needs to happen between two people is something that you can't just snap your fingers and it happens. Sometimes it has to evolve into something. So you may have a mentality that says, hey, you know, I eventually want to get married. Hey, I eventually want to, you know, travel the world. I eventually want to live in another state. I eventually want to do this. I eventually want to do that. It's healthy for you to have those conversations with whomever it is that you're dating. Um, But I think you have to make sure that you're not putting it in a demanding type way. And on that note, I think I'm going to put a thumbtack in this conversation and make this a part one. And we'll come back to the discussion next time. Thanks for listening. I invite you to follow me on all of my social media platforms, starting with Facebook. They say the podcast with D. Lachey. Then you can go on over to Instagram where you can find me. They say underscore the podcast. Then go on over to Twitter where I'm they say underscore D. Lachey. You can find me on YouTube. They say with D. Lachey. And you can email me at they say the podcast at gmail.com. As we bring this episode to a close, remember that you are what you attract. Know that energy is contagious, so strive to put out what you want to receive back. Remember, boundaries are necessary to protect your peace. And lastly, you have a voice in this world, and you deserve to be heard. So until next time, see you later. Bye.